Weather is going to happen everywhere. doesn't matter where you are. And you want to factor in what are the risks associated with the weather that you have. Hello and welcome to Pillars of Wealth Creation, where we talk about creating financial success with a special focus on business and real estate. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. Now, let's get to it. Hello and welcome back to Pillars of Wealth Creation. I'm your host, Todd Dexheimer. With me on these Wacky Wednesdays, we got Matt Jones as always. Matt, how are you doing today? I'm doing excellent. How about you, Todd? Man, I'm doing really good. Uh, it's been a busy last uh, few few months and I think the rest of the year is going to be very focused on just the operational side of the business, making sure that the uh, that all our ducks are in a row. That the, we got good systems and processes. We're really trying to focus on some of that stuff and to try to really streamline as much as we can. So we closed Matt on a um, on a ten million dollar or almost eleven million dollar uh, was eleven million dollars eleven million dollar purchase a couple of weeks ago, and then another eleven million dollar purchase. Uh, just just you know, I guess. Now, now by this recording a couple of weeks ago, but um, yeah, it, it's been uh, it's been a lot of fun, a lot of a lot of great fun this year, a lot of purchases. But the market, as we all know, is is changing, and we're being really cautious of what's happening. And I think there's going to be some opportunities coming, so we're not like stopping Matt bu- buying, but we are just kind of eyes wide open and trying to understand what's happening. Of course, you can never predict the future, but we're just trying to be really cognizant of what's going on right now. And so we, you know, closed $80 million so far in 2022. I'd love to be able to close another, you know, 10, 20, $30 million. But at the same time, we're not forced to, we don't have to, and we only want to do it if it strategically makes sense. If we can get a deal, like, you know, we just closed on a retail strip, uh, a retail center, and um, it's a great location. It's, it's fantastic. One of the best locations you could ask for. Uh, it's got some really good value add opportunity. And it makes a lot of sense. If we find a deal like that again, for sure, we're going to buy it. I don't care what's potentially going to happen in the market, that deal is going to be great regardless. Same thing with that multifamily deal. And we feel like we've got, we got on that deal about a 15, maybe 20% discount on, on what the market would have otherwise sold for just, just a few months before. So, you know, we were pretty happy with that deal and, and moving forward and, and even looking at like some of the interest rate risks and some of the things happening, you know, I went back in our underwriting and I kind of was tweaking stuff and saying, okay, what happens if this happens, if this happens, I'm like, this deal still works. You know, it still, it still looks good. Maybe, maybe the, uh, the investor returns aren't 25%, but yeah, it still, it still actually works like 10, 15%, like. You can't complain about that. So, especially when you, people are getting clobbered in the stock market, you know, my, my stocks have lost a lot of value over the last uh, six months, a year. Uh, so when you're getting clobbered in the stock market, you're looking at real estate and going, ah, oh, shoot, that's a bad return at, you know, eight to 10%. Well, guess what? You know, it's still a pretty good return. Yeah. It's certainly better than my portfolio has been as well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man. So anyways, um, I, I'm 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 actually looking forward to put. Well, we'll see. I mean, again, like I said, we're, 
hopefully we buy some deals, but I'm looking forward to kind of just how we're looking at streamlining the business and trying to improve some of the operations and the efficiencies and, and all that kind of stuff. And, uh, be able to focus on that. I've put a lot of focus on the construction aspect of it, trying to trying to kind of build out that side of the business a little bit more, and also working on investor relations. Always trying to grow the investor network, and so doing some outreach to current investors and, and trying to get some referrals and uh, outreach to potential future investors. So been been spending most of my time on those two things. Excellent. Well, believe it or not, that's actually not what we plan to talk about today. Uh, nope. Yeah, the topic of the day is how does weather impact real estate investing? Yeah, man, obviously, uh, you know, timely. Uh, big hurricane ripped through Florida, caused a lot of devastation. Super sad for, obviously, those affected. Uh, tons of property damage, tons of per personal property damage. Um, you know, I, 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 people, people are sitting there without homes and a lot of people lost a lot and they couldn't afford to lose it. Some people I'm sure didn't have insurance or didn't have great insurance. And, um, you know, just, just, you never want to see that, but it does make you think, how do we invest thinking about the weather? What, and what things do we have to be aware of as we're looking at our investments and how the weather can factor into whether this investment makes sense or not. And, um, you know, really, how does this look and in, in insurance costs and so on? So uh, I think weather and weather patterns um, definitely need to take place in your underwriting and in your thought process of whether this deal makes sense or not. Yeah, I mean, that's certainly not a place that we have on the spreadsheet uh, when we're looking at rents and, and uh, you know, things like that. But uh, uh, it's a thing that can make or break your real estate. Yeah, I mean, you should have it on your spreadsheet, but it's definitely not labeled weather patterns, right? Mm -hmm. It's definitely not labeled like how how many, uh, how what are the chances, what percentage chance are, is it that we're going to get hit by a hurricane over the next five years? We definitely don't have that, but we should be thinking about it as we're underwriting and putting it in our, you know, repaired maintenance budgets and our CapEx budgets and really thinking about how weather plays in a factor. And it's not just big weather related incidences like the hurricane that just absolutely devastated Florida, right? That did not affect my properties. I don't have any properties there, but my properties are also affected by weather. And quite frankly, weather affects every property. You know, I, I was uh, talking with a, another investor that invests in Arizona and he's like, weather doesn't affect my properties. And I'm like, are you kidding me? You guys have droughts. You guys have lack of water supply. You know, weather definitely affects your properties. Are you at all concerned when you look at some of those areas? I, I, my biggest concern in those areas is, are you going to have enough water supply um, to continue to, you know, to continue to actually allow those areas to grow? So are we going to see growth in those areas or is it going to be limited because we have lack of water, a lack of clean water um, and, and fires, right? Um, man, I mean, look at a lot of California. I mean, you got, you got fires that because of the droughts that happen. And so weather is going to happen everywhere. doesn't matter where you are. And you want to factor in what are the risks associated with the weather that you have. In Florida, your insurance costs are extremely high. And every time there's a storm, they go up even higher, uh, at least for an extended period of time. And so you have to be aware of that when you're underwriting. And 
you know, if you're going to buy in an area like Florida, Houston, you know, whatever, I mean, there's a lot of, a lot of areas uh, along the coast, obviously you're, you're going to East and South coast, at least uh, you're going to have to factor that in You're there's going to be a good chance. You're going to get hit by a hurricane or, or severe weather, and it's going to cause damage to your property. And so the insurance might take care of it, but you got your insurance premiums and you've got insurance costs that will go up after, after you do those repairs and you've got downtime, right? And, and so you've got to look at how that affects the performance of your property um, and, and the overall NOI and, and values, right? Yep. And, and you not- can't sell, by the way, you can't sell like this hurricane just ripped through Florida. People can't sell right now. Mm-hmm. If they do, they're going to take a, they're going to take a big loss because the only people that are looking to buy right now are, are the vultures trying to, trying to find a, a great price. And so if you go, well, huh, you know, this sucks, I'm just going to sell this building. I don't want to deal with this. You're going to have to take a big haircut. And so you have to wait until everything gets rebuilt and things feel back to normal to then exit on your building. And it sucks for, you know, look, think about this, Matt. You know, somebody that got hit by this hurricane, their, their loan was coming due. Let's, let's just say their loan was coming due and either needed to refinance or needed to sell. And their plan was, well, I'm not going to refinance because interest rates are way up, but the values are also way up. So I'm going to sell this asset. And they didn't get it under contract or maybe they did get it under contract that contract got canceled because the hurricane came through. Well, now their loan is coming due. They can't sell. So now what do they do? Now they are forced to refinance. There's no other option. And they're going to be forced to be stuck in those interest rate in that interest rate uh, spike. And, you know, they're, they're putting this, they put themselves in a bad position. Now it's, it sucks because you can't predict, I can't predict that hurricane is going to rip through the state, but you can predict that you're in a state that has hurricanes and you have to understand what risks you're putting yourself and your investors in by, by being in those states. And quite frankly, Matt, I would invest in Florida. Yeah, I, I would as well. I mean, the, the numbers are really great in Florida. It's uh, landlord friendly as well. Yeah. Um, and last week we talked about recovering from setbacks. And uh, one of the things you mentioned was preparing for things that uh, you know, you're potentially at risk for. And weather is certainly one of those. Regardless of where you are in the nation, uh, there's different weather patterns that you have to be aware of. Like here in the Midwest, uh, you know, it, it gets really cold. So you have to be, you know, have, making sure your pipes are well insulated. And, uh, you know, we have high wind and hail sometimes. So have insurance for uh, roof repair and all that kind of stuff. Yep. And look, if you're buying in Florida, you have to understand how your building's built Mm -hmm. and you have to understand what the potential risks of a hurricane are to your property and get the right insurance for it. Make sure you're covered or you got to buy buildings that won't be affected by a hurricane. So be buying way far inland, right? So they got a lot of water, but if your property is built right, that water is going to go somewhere else and not into your buildings. Same thing with when I'm buying in Louisville and Lexington. And so Lexington has flood zones, right? Um, Indianapolis, uh, they they have flood zones in those markets. Well, I can buy properties that are at the flood zone. That's fine. But I know that there's flood risks, right? So I can buy two types of properties that are in. If I go, I'm okay with that. I'm okay with the flood risk. Well, 
That's fine. Well, I got two types of properties I can buy. I can buy one property that has subgrade units. Those are very subject to flooding. Or I can buy another property that has slab on grade units with good grading around it. And those are very less likely to flood than the subgrade units. So which one I'm going to buy? Well, you know, you got to make that decision. But if you buy the subgrade units, just know that your your risks of flood are very much greater and that your need for insurance is, is much higher. And you're probably going to have to tap into that during your ownership period. And it's easy to look online to see if a property is in a flood zone as well. Right. And just don't don't be fooled, by the way, when the owner says, we haven't seen a flood here in, you know, 50 years. Don't be fooled to think that it can't get, that it can't flood. It's in a flood zone for a reason because that area floods, right? It's not out of the flood zone. If it was out of the flood, if the area never flooded, it would go out of the flood zone. Now I'm not an expert in flood zones, so maybe, maybe I'm speaking out of turn, but there's a reason it's there. I got to imagine, and so I would just be very, uh, very cautious about buying in a flood zone. And if you do want to just understand your risks that are at hand, you know. Also, weather plays into a factor. In other ways too, I mean, you know, you have different things that affect your properties that are maybe weather related, but not directly. So, you know, we have a wet area like, uh, like Lexington and Louisville. Um, there's a, there's a high amount of, you know, bugs that affect the property because the bugs are, that's a great area for those them to grow. And so, you know, you've got termites that easily can damage the property. It's a great termite zone. Um, you know, you've got, uh, the moisture can always be because it's wet. The moisture can be just sitting there. It's not necessarily flooding your property, but it's sitting there and it's causing, you know, long-term damage. That's more hidden damage. Um, those types of things happen and we're not even necessarily aware of it. We've got, you know, the building molding from the outside to in. Um, we got seepage happening that we're not really even aware of. And that can affect the buildings. And like I said, the termites and other, other bugs around. Talk about weather in Minnesota, Matt. We don't have termites. It's too cold here. You know, we don't have a lot of those those issues because it's too freaking cold. They don't, they don't live around here. But we do have other issues right? Um, it gets freaking cold here. <laughs> mm -hmm. So we have issues with our foundations mm -hmm. cracking, with slabs cracking, um, with plumbing, if it's not done right, uh, bursting. Although I would say we probably have less plumbing issues, Matt, than a Louisville, than a Texas, because they're not prepared for it. You know, you look at, or if you remember, Matt, I think it was two or three years ago, Texas had a big, mm -hmm. big uh, freeze. It got cold there and pipes froze everywhere. And then they, it warmed up and they all thawed out and burst. It doesn't happen in Minnesota very often because we build our properties to withstand the cold weather. Cause we know it's going to get 25 or 30 below here. And so we have to build it to withstand that. But also even with that, there's issues with the, with that cold of, a temperature and then it gets into the hundreds here too. So we got these huge temperature swings and you got to make sure you're buying a building that can withstand that. 
Yeah, I mean, like you say, there's other good things uh, from weather as well. Like if you're buying in a warmer or a, a mild climate area, you know, people want to live in those kind of areas. So that is to your benefit uh, because it's likely to be growing. Yep. Well, that that's a great point. I mean, you know, we talk about weather and the damage it does to the properties, but we also could look at the opportunities that uh, weather can give to you in your property. And so, yeah, the, the warmer climates bringing people in, people want to live in those warmer climates because of it. But um, so, so that, that, that brings opportunity, right? That brings growth. Uh, so we have to, we still have to be aware of the risks of that weather, but we also know that, Hey, people want to live here. People are going to be moving. Uh, that's going to be a positive for my property overall. And that's, that's what we look for when we're looking for properties, good properties, good properties, is good population growth. I mean, that's definitely a good thing. Um, I don't feel like a lot of people really are excited to move to Minnesota in January. <laughs> so. Yeah, that's fair. Unless they have to for work or school or something. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Minnesota, we got tornado risks, you know, we've got hail, hail damage, um, we had major hailstorms this summer. Um, then those, those are definitely, again, insurance premiums. We're a very high premium state because we have a lot of hail damage that happens here. Um, we don't have a ton of tornadoes, but we got a lot of hail that, that causes a lot of damage to, to, uh, to the roofs and the siding and the windows and so on. Um, the other thing too, Matt, that I've, I've really noticed in some of these Southern states that are really humid is the air conditioning, um, and, and just the moisture within the buildings, you have to have good air conditioning and good air handling systems. If you don't, the buildings get really stuffy and start to have issues. We start to have drywall issues, trim issues, all, all kinds of cabinet issues. We, we start to see because of that high moisture content, the building's basically rotting from the inside. And so we have to have good air handling systems. We have to have good air conditioning and, and, you know, fairly decent windows and, and that kind of stuff. And if we don't, um, you know, we've got a tower here that's in, uh, that's in Memphis and um, we're having issues all summer because the windows were constantly being left open. The doors were being left open because then the contractors are going in and out constantly, um, and so we would have a ton of moisture that was happening within the buildings there was in the building that was causing problems. It, we, literally the pipes were condensating and dripping and causing damage all over the building. And it's because of this super humid air that would constantly be flowing through the building and it couldn't get out of the building the air handling system is trying to keep up with it. And so you got to, you're creating more condensation and you're creating more problems. So uh, you got to be aware of, of that as well. What are you doing to address that uh, for next summer? Well, we'll be done with the construction. I think that's going to help uh, immensely on it. And then we're looking at and we're likely going to be installing dehumidifiers uh, throughout the building. So we, we're going to have to uh, install just a couple uh, dehumidifiers, but those will those will uh, take moisture out of all of the floors um, and to, to keep that condensation from really, you know, building up and causing damage. Good. 
And uh, are, when you're analyzing properties, are, are, do you have any tools that you use to be able to discover what the local climate is going to be? Uh, Google. Google's my friend. I don't know. Um, we get to know the communities really be, before we're investing them anyway. But yeah, you, you can look at all the kind of the weather patterns and what's happening. And, and I think most people, you know, you, you get to know a, an area pretty well and talking with brokers and property managers and understanding what kind of risks you have in that area and, and what we need to really look out for. Okay. Fair but enough. no, I, I don't have any like specific things other than just research through um, the internet and through our property managers, brokers, you know, local people like that. Okay. Yeah. Insurance companies too, by the mm. way, you lean on your insurance company. And, and so it's so easy to want to save money, Matt, with insurance. It's, it's so easy to go, Hey, this math is look, this premium is going to be $25,000. This premium is $35,000. Let's go with this $25,000 one. But you didn't look at the details of the premium. You didn't talk with the, the, you know, the brokers that provide you these quotes. You went with the cheaper one because it's cheaper. You didn't go with the cheaper one because it provides the best services. And if that cheaper one is missing out on a couple key things. I mean, you could be totally hosed when it comes to an insurance claim like that hurricane hit. I guarantee there's some people that had very poor policies in place that aren't getting good coverage. I, I, I guarantee it. There's people that have very poor coverage and they're going to have a lot of money out of pocket and they're going to go through a big headache and hassle because they used, they went with a cheapest premium possible because the other premium was way too expensive. They didn't like that. It's the same as, uh, you know, getting the cheapest contractor out there. You know, you might think you're saving money, but uh, it comes back to bite you just at the worst time. Yeah. I mean, look, I get it. Insurance sucks. I hate, I hate insurance because it's something you're paying for that you'll likely never use. But the second you need it, insurance is amazing. <laughs> right. So it's, I, I can time and time again, if I look at all my properties, all my, my whole portfolio, I, I never need insurance except when I need it. And then when I need it and I have good insurance, I'm so freaking grateful that I got a good policy that I listened to my insurance agent that sold that policy to me. And I go, wow, man, I'm so glad because I'm being covered and then some. Yeah, because you never know when a bad storm is going to hit or who knows, somebody might drive into your apartment building. Yeah, right, right. Could could you imagine that happening 15 <laughs> days after you close? Some random person drives a, a car through your apartment building and look, Matt, we got fully covered and, and everything was good there. We didn't, we didn't lose out because we had good insurance. We got all of our, uh, the rent that we lost out on, that all got paid out. Uh, everything. And we had, yeah, sure. And we had to pay our premium, but that was it. Uh, we had a fire at another one of our buildings. Uh, this is years ago and we got paid out everything and uh, it ended up working out really well in our favor on that one because we had good insurance. Excellent. So yeah, man, I, I mean, weather is something we can't, we can't really hundred percent predict. It's something we can't control whatsoever, but it's definitely something we can take into account when we're looking at our properties and looking at the areas we're buying in, making sure that we're thinking ahead. Like you said, we talked about the last time is 
thinking ahead of the risks that are associated with the area we're buying in and thinking ahead of, of what are, what are the, how is this going to play into a fact with my property and how can we mitigate potential for that black swan event that could happen, that hurricane in that could destroy our property? How do we factor that in and protect ourselves and our investors the best way possible? Very good. Well, cool, man. Anything else? No, I think that's it for today. All right. Well, you have a fantastic rest of the day. Make every day Saturday. Thanks. You do. Hey, thanks so much for listening. I appreciate you being a loyal listener. Say, I would love to have you go on to our Facebook page and subscribe. Uh, give us a thumbs up. Go on to iTunes or wherever you listen and give us a rating and review. Don't forget to subscribe. Your rating review just helps us push this out to more and more people and continue to grow our audience and hopefully positively affect a ton of people out there that really need this and, and want this. So uh, the other thing I've got for you is a free ebook on my website. So go on to VentureDProperties.com, VentureDProperties.com and download our free ebook on real estate and on syndication. And I've got some data points in there, some really good stuff for you. So I'd love to have you take a look at that. It's free. I'm not expecting anything from it. Uh, and also look, if you want some help in multifamily, want some help learning, growing, getting your business off the ground, I would love to talk to you about what it would look like uh, to work with me potentially and see if that's a good fit. So you can go to coachwithdex.com and check that out and uh, we can definitely have a, uh, a call. Thanks a lot for listening. You make it a fantastic rest of the day. I'll catch you on the next episode.